Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, The Unity of the Body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 discusses a beautiful truth in that we as the body of Christ are to be unified and can be unified through the Spirit of God. No one part of the body is more important than the other. Just as a parent loves all their children the same, God loves every one of His children the same. On top of this, it is God's desire for there to be unity and love amongst His children. When the children of God are in harmony, God can do a mighty work. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. The Bible says, uh, for with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called, and one hope of your calling. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The fellow I went to Bible school with that was from the South said, see, God is a Southerner, and in you all. See, I don't think that's what he meant. Verse 7. And unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And by the way, this isn't even in my notes. For those of you that like church history, if you study church history, you find out that the early church was dominated by the apostles. As you get a little further into church history, you hit the period called the time of the church fathers. Uh, that would be the period of the prophets. The heyday of the evangelists has come and gone. And now we are living just before the return of Christ where the, the pressing need is pastors and, notice what else, teachers. Why? Because we live in days of great apostasy, and there's many winds of false doctrine that blow. So keeping people rooted in the truth uh, has become more of a difficulty. And so uh, you see that throughout church history. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth, verse 14, be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, uh, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And notice that theme of love, not only God's love to us, but our love uh, to one another. And uh, let me say this to you folks. Uh, 
as a body, as a body, and I think sometimes it's even true in families, it's certainly true at the workplace, uh, in the classroom, in the neighborhood, name it. Uh, you know what? Not everybody is going to be your favorite person. Is that a fair statement? Right? Unless you're really unusual. Now, maybe if you're Mr. Rogers, okay, and you invite everybody into your neighborhood and you just get along with everybody, maybe that guy did. But, uh, you know, but God doesn't, you notice he doesn't use the word like here. He uses the word what? Love. Love. And uh, you know what? Love overlooks preferences. Love uh, overlooks taste. Uh, love overlooks style. And, and love goes to the root of things, and that is that God loves us in spite of our faults and sins and shortcomings. And, and God admonishes us to edify one another with the same kind of love. Let me encourage you to do something else, too. And, I, and, and like I told you here, you know, so if, if this really turns out to be a uh, Genesis chapter 1 message. A Genesis 1 message is without form and void and darkness is upon the face of it. And if this turns out to be one of those, it's because, you know, my wife's pretty much out of commission and I'm taking care of her and my brain is discombobulated here. Do you know, because, because of that love, uh, we can overlook a lot of things in each other, and, and we can love those that at times are unlovely. And isn't it true that God has to love us when we're unlovely? Well, I'll tell you what, when the Bible says that, that God so loved the world, uh, he didn't get the bargain, folks. We got the bargain, didn't we? And so uh, we see this constantly, and this will be throughout the chapter. Look at verse 17. Uh, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. I've said to you before that, that most of us, if we ever were legends, it was between our ears, wasn't it? And, and that's, how, that's how lost people tend to, to walk. They, they have inflated opinions of themselves. We did, and sometimes still do unfortunately, but God tells us don't walk that way. Don't have that opinion. Verse 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. And so the sensual, lustful, covetous spirit of our age is something that Paul is admonishing us to avoid. And how? Well, he says in verse 20, you have not so learned Christ. We have to learn a different way from him because we've got a lot teaching us the other, don't we? We do. The media, the media uh, uh, teaches us the other way. A pop culture teaches us the other. We have a natural inclination the other way. To, to, to go with the flow. But he says, but ye have not so learned Christ. Verse 20, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, and that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And by the way, we're going to talk for a few minutes this morning about the great put off and the great put on. And that's how we can live different than this world. This is how we can go against the flow of sin in this world, against our own natural tendency to sin, 
it's by, it's by putting off the old man and putting on this new man that we have in Christ. Uh, verse 25, when we do this, look what happens. Look at verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Verse 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. By the way, verse 30 is another indication of our security in Christ. We are sealed until when? The day of redemption. And uh, by the way, the only thing about you, if you're saved here this morning, that isn't redeemed is your body. Your soul and spirit have already been taken care of. But what we're waiting on is the body. And most of us get proof of that every morning when we crawl out of bed, right? Yeah, and, and uh, the, these bodies have not yet been redeemed, but that day of redemption is coming, and we are sealed unto that day of redemption. Look at verse 31. Uh, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You know, when I look at that list in verse 31, I, I, I could write in red letters across that verse, on a diagonal, I could write misery, misery. Have you ever been in that condition where you were, you were governed by bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, and malice? And you know what? It, it not, not only does it make others around you miserable, but it makes you miserable, doesn't it? And then I think how it stands in contrast from the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Uh, I'd write across that in diagonal glory. Because when I'm bearing that fruit, boy, that, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I'm content. But boy, when I'm, when I'm like this here, and, and, and let, me, let me say something to you. Look at verse 31. Paul wouldn't tell us to put those things away if we weren't capable of being those things, right? I mean, if we weren't capable to fall into the pattern of the old man and be all of that stuff there, just bitterness alone. You know, I've heard bitterness described as, as, as the only poison that people drink and they think someone else is going to fall over dead. Bitterness is like uh, if you were in science class in school and there were, there were certain acidic things you might have worked with in chemistry that if you put them in a styrofoam cup, it would eat the cup. Bitterness is like that. It, 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 does, it devours the container that, that it stays in, and you don't want to be a container for bitterness. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Unity of the Body of Christ. Just like a marriage, it is more important for us to worry about fixing our own problems than fixing the problems we may see in our loved one. And so it goes for the body of Christ. God wants us all to take personal responsibility for what we can be doing to help the body of Christ, rather than trying to see what the body of Christ can do for us. May we strive to have the spirit-led unity that Pastor DeMichael has encouraged us to have, not just for our own sakes, 
but for the sake of others and for the sake of the work of the Lord. An act of kindness can change a life. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tbbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.